What's up, worshipers? It's Alicia Cole here, your host on this podcast, and I'm really excited. We're going to be talking more about living like Christ as Christ followers. So we're going to be talking about the intersectionality, where they intersect wisdom, pride, and humility. What does the Bible say about those things? Where can we find these in our in our own lives? Because um, we all have blind sides, right? So um, pride's going to say, oh, there's no problem. There's not a problem here, right? And we need to understand that Christ is the humble king who came down off of his throne in heaven, is entitled to to anything, has authority, has, has power. There's power in the name of Jesus. But he comes down in the flesh, pays the price that we should have paid in our pride and in our rebellion, thinking, oh, this sin or this idol will fulfill me. Um, this will bring me satisfaction. This will, you know, and that waywardness. And, and Jesus came down to pay for our sins, past, present, and future. And so don't we have so much to learn from him? Right, So we're going to explore um, scripture with our guests, Audrey Statler, Alexi Torres, and Rachel Hicks. So stay tuned on this series of Living Like Christ, Wisdom, Pride, and Humility. trying to think of the last time that I heard a sermon or teaching about wisdom. When we say wisdom, I think people think that if you just talk about wisdom, you're just going to have um, moral teaching. Mm, mm. Um, and it's just going to be about yeah, morality. Do's it's gonna and be, don't what's that called? That uh, more, uh, there's a word for it. I forget, but that it's just like, we're just teaching morals, we're not teaching the gospel. Um, but I think with the gospel, Jesus says, teach them to believe and to obey. Mm. Um, so it's important. Yeah. And it paints a picture of Jesus. He is the greater, like, greater than Solomon's wisdom. Yep. He is the greater he Solomon. He is the wisdom. Mm-hmm. In, in the religion and, and tradition and heritage that I grew up in, it was always looked upon as with reverence and, and mm. um, looking to like priests and deacons. Mm for the authority and uh, they're interpreting the scripture or they, mm. they're going to tell us what is morally right or wrong. And they're going to tell us wisdom. They have the ultimate wisdom and we're looking to people. Mm. And I think there is yep. the biblical principle of yes, God has given authority for people to be leaders and we need to submit to them in those things. I think where the pendulum swings too far in that direction is when, we look to those people or maybe doctors or psychiatrists or therapists or, or whoever uh, or teachers, you know, and we look to them for all the answers instead of pursuing wisdom, God's wisdom ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've been really challenged with the purpose of the pursuit of wisdom, I think, mm, of wow. because like you were just talking about the morality issue, too, of. When I when I get so hung up on pursuing wisdom, pursuing humility or pursuing humility pursuing how to use wise words to not be hasty like sometimes them pursuing wisdom becomes morality like it it becomes me trying to pursue righteousness and i think that's where i've been getting really hung up lately is forgetting that we live in a gospel of grace and so 
if Jesus is our ultimate wisdom, then wisdom isn't just these rights and wrongs mm. anymore. And it's not just all these verses and Proverbs that's like, oh, if you do all these things, you're going to be wise. Um, mm. And I've just been living again in that tension, <laughs> um, just the tension of, yeah, like what is what is seeking wisdom, but how do I keep myself from seeking, pursuing my own righteousness? Because wisdom is not meant to be me yeah. being my own righteousness. I think that's so good because in our society today, we've heard this before, there's so many self-help books yeah. and all of those things, mm-hmm. and that's us trying to pursue wisdom. And I'm not saying that those are all bad and right. those things, but what can happen is when the pendulum swings too far, like you said, it's it's this journey of ourselves, you know, well, it's me trying to find the truth and kind of what you're saying when you're saying pursuing wisdom, you're saying pursue God and in his presence and in his goodness, he gives us his wisdom. Um, yeah. Yep. I think too, that it, it becomes just about morals. Um, if it's not rooted in fearing the Lord Mm. and knowing properly who he is. Um, I think that if, if you're not focused on like, I want to, I want, to fear God, I want to reverence Him in order to know how to honor Him. If your heart's not rooted there, uh, it will go into just trying to live a better life for the sake of a better life instead of living a better life in order to honor Him and to mm-hmm. obey Him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it has to be rooted there. I want to fear the Lord. That's where the Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Yes. I think that's why. Yes. Yeah, it's huge. So what I mean. So who does this apply to, Mm. right? This applies to everyone, but if we could get maybe a little more specific on how do we pursue God or how do we pursue his wisdom or what does that look like when we have questions about um, we're searching for houses, our finances, um, how to interact with people and, you know, work hard at our jobs or in the home. What about wisdom in leadership and marriage and dating in in our words wisdom in our words you know in communicating with others um let's explore that a little bit i think that there is no like one right answer and i think that's the whole thing about wisdom is that sometimes we think um it's this or that and i think the bible teaches us to have wisdom to be able to discern for ourselves um Maybe I'm not articulating that right, but where it's not, um, we think it's this or that. It's this or that. And God, when when we when we get into the word of God, we end up seeing the patterns of God and how God's works and how his character um, has worked throughout scripture. And we can see how to make wise decisions through that. But when it comes to money, it's not always like, should I buy this car? Should I buy that car? It's, no, it's, it's how do I be wise with my money? How do I be wise with my finances in order to honor God? And it's not always a white or black thing. Um, sometimes there's a lot of gray. I think wisdom teaches us how to navigate that better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I have kind of two, to piggyback off of that, kind of two responses that come to my mind as I've been challenged in pursuing wisdom through the Proverbs is not to read the Proverbs to fix my problems. You know, like so often we can go into reading scripture with, with that idea of like, okay, I need to know whether or not I should buy this car or I need to know whether or not I need to quit my job or I need to move or I need to know how to respond to my husband or how to respond to my kids. And um, so instead of going into Proverbs with that mindset, like, okay, Proverbs, I'm going to find a verse that's going to answer, give me the answer to fix my problem, but rather 
going into the Proverbs just to pursue wisdom for the sake of wisdom and letting letting that shape changing me rather than me putting my problems into what I'm reading. I think as we read scripture as a whole, that's how we have to read scripture is not mm-hmm. using it as a fix it, but using using us just we just need to get to know Jesus because he is the wisdom, right? So if we're getting to know Jesus, then we're going to know wisdom more fully and then have the wisdom to make decisions in a day-to-day life. We don't, we won't need specific answers mm-hmm. in the Bible. Yeah, I think that's good. As you're speaking, I'm thinking about, you know, again that pendulum of going too far in one direction mm-hmm. and one and on one side of things we can feel so paralyzed and forget that God in you know gives us um, in, in his presence, his wisdom, we have free will. We, he tells us in his word to use discernment. Um, but sometimes we can feel so paralyzed because here we are in a situation or a problem and we want a step-by-step solution, recipe, or formula. Just if God would just tell me what mm-hmm. to do and we get paralyzed. But if we're, if we're going that far, we're not, we're not trusting God in that we're, we're just well if he would just make it clear I would just do the right thing and then there would be minimal risk mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. but then that's not really trusting God because he doesn't tell us he's gonna go step by step he actually says I want you to get to this point and I'll reveal and tell you what you need to know mm-hmm. you need to trust me and on the other side um, of the pendulum is um, where we're using our freedom and free will to to Maybe this is where pride comes in or something, but you know what? I I think I know where I'm going or you're seeking all these other sources for wisdom, other people for counsel and advice. Actually, you know, the Old Testament talks a lot about inquire the Lord. And that's just a word that's been speaking to me in the last year, like in all that I do, seek him and inquire the Lord and to ask him like, you know, Lord, please, you know. Yeah. shape me in this decision or, or this step. I'm not sure I'm going to take a step forward, but I want to be aware of you and, and the promptings that the spirit gives. So I think recognizing, you know, I don't, where are you guys at on that pendulum? Do you ever feel paralyzed or do you feel like, whoa, I need the reins a little bit and remember to seek him or I don't know. What has that journey been like for you guys in pursuing wisdom? I think I err on both sides mm-hmm. and like, I don't think like, because I think sometimes I do feel paralyzed where, where like, what if I do this and I, and I, I ruin my life and I ruin God's plan for my life? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I I think I have other moments where I just want God just to give me just one, two, three, do this, this, that, mm-hmm. that. And it's just like, yeah, then it's not a faith and I just be trusting facts. Um, yeah. And I think God wants to lead me. Um, he doesn't want to just give me facts of certain mm-hmm. things to do. Um, but yeah, I think I do feel stagnant sometimes where like, um, going back to, to college, it's like, what if I go back to college and I'm, and I'm tied down or what if, what if after my, my time with neighborhood church ends, and I just go to Puerto Rico and I just, uh, just relax under a palm tree for the rest <laughs> of my life. <laughs> Ooh, um, that sounds kind of nice. Uh, or like, what do I, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And it's just like, I think I get paralyzed as well. Um, so I think that's yeah, that's where my heart goes. Yeah, again, it's it's tension and and it brings me back to this idea that that Nate has taught us a lot of of reading reading the proverbs 
as a whole and reading reading scripture as a whole um and yeah I, I think like I was just reading Proverbs 26 um verse 5 and 6 right answer a fool according to his folly lest he be wise in his own eyes um and then the other portion of that answer not a fool according to his folly lest you be like him yourself and I think just that idea of sometimes the Bible tells us to do exactly the opposite thing in certain situations. And so for me, it's that freedom of wisdom and the pursuit of wisdom in Jesus. And and the farther I get in my journey with him is, um, I, I just daily moment by moment have to be in, in step with listening to his voice and, and also know that there's, our faith is grace based, right? If we bring it back to that same idea of, um, as long as we're not making a decision that goes directly against what God is cl- very clear about in scripture, there are certain things he's very clear about and other things that I, like when I bought a car, I was like, I don't know, should I be spending my money on a car or shouldn't I? And I really like analyzed that decision, but ultimately it was like, it's not sinful to buy a car unless I directly hear something telling me I shouldn't be buying this car. And so if I'm really seeking God's heart in this, I can't, I can't step out of outside of his will. I'm not that powerful. That's arrogance to think that I can, unless I'm deliberately choosing to step outside of his will. I think otherwise, like God is going to always guide and direct in, in his providence. And that, that gives me great freedom that he doesn't call me (laughs) to try to be perfect in my own decisions and will, but like he, he will guide that. And, um, I think great advice that I was given, when I moved back to Kenya was just to go where God's working. Um, and, and if you go somewhere that God is working and moving, then you're going to be in step with his will. Um, and he'll use that. And, mm-hmm. and you don't have to be fearful that you might be making the wrong decision, <laughs> but if God is working and moving and is in something and you see that and know that, um, then just do it, make a decision mm-hmm. and go do it. And he'll use that. And, and his grace is sufficient so that even when you, do mess up yeah. <laughs> because it's not you know I don't want to we can't it's going to happen mm-hmm. we mess up we're going to mess up so it's not what if I mess up what mm-hmm. if I what if I miss the mark here it's yeah. like we will so it's like when we miss <laughs> the mark then mm-hmm. yeah and something like yeah I, I think when we when we're paralyzed in that and sometimes we can as I've heard some people say over spiritualize mm-hmm. certain situations or dilemmas that actually could be quite simple. Yeah. Um, we've made it into this conf- confusing mess and, and Satan has a play in that too. And, or we start to revert to old lies we've believed, or what if I mess up this again? Like, you know, what if what, you know, I start this relationship or I'm getting, I'm getting married. Like what if I mess this up and I just repeat relationships from the past or things mm-hmm. like that? Um, but when we're paralyzed in that, we're we're procrastinating the choice to trust God and trust that His grace is sufficient, and that takes faith. And so, just mm-hmm. Lord, give us faith to yeah. da- to take that step. And for the people who are, um, you know, who need, who need to be reined in a bit, it's you know, it's pro- procrastinating the choice to trust versus pridefully ignoring His wisdom and His sovereignty. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of just comes to mind if anyone else wants to speak to that or Rachel we could you know to hear from you no nothing (laughs) she's like it's good it's all good yeah yeah 
that just that just brought to mind too um this idea of even if we just look at the wisdom of the tongue like i mean the proverbs proverbs 18:21 death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit and so for me that's really like i could get really fearful in that well if my tongue is going to bring death to other people then i don't ever want to speak again <laughs> and i can get really paralyzed in the mm. fear of bringing death to people but then i'm operating again from a, a works towards my own righteousness faith rather than a grace-based faith of knowing but if i never speak then i also can never speak life into people either and so i'm in this dilemma um so i yeah i just think that idea of yeah the tongue can't be tamed like james 3 right the tongue can't be tamed but that doesn't mean i shouldn't use it it's still a gift for god to be able to use my broken tongue my broken weakness Mm -hmm. um my broken sinful state um that that's that's why jesus wants us alive even you know like if we go to that extreme like well if i'm just going to bring hurt to other people why do why would i even want to live but that's the trust and faith and grace of jesus the redemption of jesus and and i i think that really speaks to to the heart of the lord so you know i was just thinking the question you know what's what's the the heart of the lord what's his heart for us you know and why does he want us to choose to seek God's wisdom and to, to, to seek his presence in general, to be filled in that. And so one thing that's coming to mind is like, it's not his heart that I grew up with a lot of coaches, you know, in athletics and sports mm-hmm. and wow, have they really taught me and trained me in a couple different things. And if you mess up, you know, God isn't going to take you out of the game. Mm-hmm. Like a coach might take you out of the game hopefully a good coach you might need a timeout for a second to cool off and think about it but he's going to walk with you and teach you those things if he's a if he or she is a good coach yep. um walking with you and and it's not like oh you've messed up it's unforgivable and and they hold it against you like the lord is so gracious mm-hmm. and knows that we can't pursue righteousness on our own and and achieve that on our own so he's just there's there's peace and rest in yes. that yeah. that that's his heart mm-hmm you know, uh, just um, what you were talking about earlier. One one thing that's really just amazed me and blew my mind. It might be simple for everybody else, but um, God's not surprised by my mess ups. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not like it's not like I, I caught God God off guard. <laughs> it's like oh, like God God didn't see that one. Mm-hmm. Um, God fully like God might call you to do something, knowing full on well you're gonna blow it. Um, but I think God does that in his sovereignty so that we can see his redeeming work and he will be glorified if we are faithful even in our failures and in our success he will be glorified and we can rely on him and even in those moments where we try to speak life into somebody and we actually speak death and we actually just blow it and just ruin the situation the grace of god will be greater than any destructive thing that we could ever do we can rely even on those moments where uh we just blow it like this did not caught, catch God off guard, and that's and that's not a uh, a mechanism for us to use for just licentiousness, just to kind of be reckless. But it's also kind of like it, it'll give us comfort. It's like, yes, God's called me to do this. If He called me, He will equip me. And if I blow it, His grace is sufficient. He is sovereign over every molecule that moves in the universe. He's sovereign over every detail in all of existence. Uh, so even if I uh, I dropped the ball. I can rest in his sovereignty. He he'll fix it. He'll he'll fix it. I I can't. I don't have enough power to ruin God's plans. I don't have enough power. Which is weird. Which is that weird paradox of like because we do have, in a sense, 
freedom. But in some also sense, he's also fully sovereign. And I'm not sure how those two work, uh, but they both exist. Um, I, I, I nor catch God off guard, nor do I have enough power to ruin his plans. God will forever reign sovereign, uh, though Alexi acts like a knucklehead oftentimes. <laughs> yes, he does. No, just yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think 1 Corinthians 2 really speaks to what you were just saying. It's, it's just talking about the difference between... Um, like Paul, this this is Paul talking, who I see as like one of the greatest teachers in the history He's of time, the man. right? He's the man, but this is what he says about himself. And when I came to you, brothers, I did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech of wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Because I was with you in weakness and in fear and trembling, my speech and my message were not implausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So yet among the mature, we do impart wisdom. And that's that's the verse that like blows my mind is, <laughs> um, is this idea that like, yeah, if we're mature in Jesus and if we are con- consistently seeking maturity in him, Jesus says like we do impart wisdom. We can impart wisdom for yeah. others. And that's, I mean, that's great responsibility, but also like, great freedom as well and i think great encouragement to know like jesus calls us to impart wisdom that that he's given us and yeah you know um thinking about hanging out with nate um thinking about how he's imparted uh, wisdom Mm. what what he's really imparted is is a greater understanding of weakness Mm. um we're like this is this is what it means to be wise to recognize how weak you are you need jesus You, you need to rely on him and to constantly just he just I think my heart just constantly wants to think I, I, I got this on my own. And Nate's like, no, you don't No, <laughs> You need Jesus. You need Jesus, brother. Like mm-hmm. this is not um, and it's that constant reminder of weakness and reliance on, on Jesus and on his spirit. Um, and I think that's what it means mm-hmm. to, to impart wisdom, yeah. teaching people how weak they are and how much they need the cross. Yeah. I think that's huge too. How often do we as Christians say things like, um, I, I wish I wish it was like, I'm, I'm tired of hearing the same thing all the time, right? That we need Jesus. And every week it's the same thing we hear at church. Like, like, and this idea that the broken record thing, right? Like I'm tired of hearing the same thing after the same thing, but I think it's because we want it to be more complex than that. We want it to be more than just, I need Jesus. (laughs) Like I'm sinful. I'm broken. I need Jesus. And, and easy. Yeah. We want the easy path. And I think Mm -hmm. sometimes it's not, God is always available. He's, he's, he's available through Jesus. Thank goodness. So but here's the thing. I think I want to, I want to be careful how I say it, but the word that comes to mind is abstract. Sometimes the journey can be confusing. We don't know always what's around the corner, but that he's with us, but it's kind of abstract. He takes us in places that we didn't anticipate. Yeah. It's not always, we don't always see it as solid footing or solid ground to walk on but but he is our, our our rock like so we can trust in him but i think maybe that i don't know maybe that's sometimes why it's a struggle for us yeah. we want it spelled out we want yeah. it to be concrete but it's not like that it's a journey yeah. through a lifetime yeah. Yeah. into eternity um audrey was speaking about how how sometimes we just think it's it's a broken record like we're just hearing this over and over it's just a broken record but in reality we're the broken record and we'll never be able to play the proper tune that we've been called <laughs> to play to unless the spirit of God is actually in us, actually giving us wisdom. Um, and I just, 
makes me think it's like we are the broken record. No, they're a broken record. No, brother, you're you're pretty broken yourself, and you'll never play what you need to play until you recognize your brokenness mm-hmm. and you come to Jesus for for that wisdom, for that healing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't see that. We'll never see that until we until until we sit down and we take a good look at the law of God and see how far we've fallen and see how far we've ran from God. We'll never see just that push to, to recognize how much we need Jesus, how much we need the indwelling of the Spirit. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Mm-hmm. 